On this episode of DC On Screen, we are breaking down the first trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League, taking your questions and talking a little bit about a couple of CW pilots, one scrapped, one tapped, right after these words from this week's mystery sponsors. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 627. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. I am David C. Robertson, and this, the man who once tried to trade an alligator for Rex Goliath wine, Jason Doss. <laughs> Oh, is Rex Goliath the one with the rooster? Yeah, it's the chicken wine, as you put it. The chicken we were... wine. <laughs> <You used> to... <laughs> when we lived together, you referred to it as chicken wine. I do remember that. You remember our friend Brandon was like, what the hell is chicken wine? <laughs> he was so aggravated. He was so tired of hearing you talk about chicken wine. <laughs> it was one of those, like... And you just, like, proudly held it up. You're like, it's got a chicken on it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have me call it? Rex Goliath. Because I would argue that Rex and Goliath separately or together mean nothing mm-hmm. compared to the logo. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. Clearly a chicken. <laughs> this is chicken wine. <laughs> oh, God. Good days. It's a very bad deal. Very bad. Deal. <laughs> it's like a, it honestly, I think it's a $7 bottle of wine. <laughs> it's not good. It it's it's like surprisingly palatable for a seven dollar bottle of wine, but maybe it's palatable for a seven dollar bottle of wine. But but and here's another consideration: <clears throat> what your tongue thinks is palatable and what your liver thinks are palatable. <laughs> those are very different things. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> so that shit was rot gut, dude. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Yeah, those those were not good days. <laughs> I think they were some of the best. <laughs> <laughs> not for my liver, they weren't. Well, I wasn't the one drinking, so. Oh yeah, no, for you that it, 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 was, it was a hilarious sidebar for you. Yeah, I was just trying to stay downwind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no. If I if I can smell it, I'll remember not to drink that. Yeah. After about two glasses, you're like, well. <clears throat> so Jason's gone into kind of a Chernobyl mode. <laughs> we're going to give him distance and uh and space so that he can process that by himself well the thing about wh- the way you work though is like you're surprisingly cogent like i don't it's like you, hours and hours will go by and i don't notice the difference mm-hmm. until all of us all of a sudden oh no it's bad mm-hmm. like, yeah. no i go i go from perfectly aware to like well, it's nappy time. Yeah. It's just, just what, what just happened? <laughs> like we were just have he was mid paragraph. Like, <laughs> like, it, it was a four point structure argument. You got to point three, bailed. This was two hours in to a discussion. Yep. It's like you will be speaking. And then you blink, and when you open your eyes, they're suddenly glassy and red, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, it's happened. This sentence is not getting finished. Yeah. There are there are moments <laughs> when, um, and I'm aware of this uh, vaguely at, when it happens, but there are moments where, like, if if I'm getting drunk that night, I uh, I wonder sometimes if, if, like, that's how some of the, like, witch trials happened. 
mm-hmm. where someone will get to a certain point where they're like, cogent, 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 cogent. cogent. No, no. Yeah. And then you're like, it's the devil. They're possessed. Like, no, they're not possessed. They just fucking hit like a critical mass. And their, and their brain was like, it's nappy time. You need to wrap this up. Yeah. And it's either going to be that or it's going to wind up being like one of, I don't know, like nine o'clock in the morning. We're both in the living room laughing our dicks off, writing a book about a thousand and one ways to use anal beads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was a real thing. Uh, it's just not a thing that I just came up with off the top. No, there's the notebook somewhere. No, no, no. It wasn't a thousand and one ways to use them. It was. Oh, what um, was it? It was something. No, the premise was how would you. <laughs> hold on. The premise was how would you come to power as a nation using as your catalyst. Okay. The procurement of $20 worth of anal beads. <laughs> and we got about 25 <laughs> steps into that. That's all I remember. I don't remember how many steps we got. I, I do remember we got to the point where we were at least. We were at least ruling a small part of the country, given our roadmap for how this would go down. We were yeah. leading some sort of rebellion. Right. Uh, we <laughs> we had made the, the anal beads a, a religious entity. It's not like a religious artifact. Uh-huh. And that was that was part <laughs> of how we intended to go about that. I, I just remember we were we were laughing so hard we were weeping. Yeah, that was a real thing. And your dog looked very concerned. Yeah, she bailed. <laughs> I, I I don't remember the particulars either. I, I do remember thinking uh-huh. that it made sense at the time, and it made me very happy. I've turned my house upside down looking for that notebook. And me I too. Find it. <laughs> I really want to know what the fuck we thought. It was like the absence of that notebook from both of our lives is... I think it's this... proof either for or against the existence of God. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I think it might be my best proof because God just was like, mm, no. They don't neither. Neither one of you need that. They don't need to know about that later. It's cool. <laughs> Either they'll read it and go, what were we thinking? We should never create anything again. Mm-hmm. Or they will read it and think we are geniuses and we need to finish this. And I can't deal with either one of those things happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As though the universe just gave us a mulligan on the whole thing. Of course, God would have known either what which one would have happened. And apparently chose to take it from us. <laughs> hoping that we would try again. The Lord doesn't always work in mysterious ways. <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes those ways are very obvious. And a notebook gets disintegrated so that you can have some sense of dignity. <laughs> like, mm, those, both of those guys are going to want to get married. I say no. We're going <laughs> to zap. We're going we're gonna to let them bounce on this. <laughs> this is why I gave you shitty memories. Okay. You're right. <laughs> uh thank you to the patrons mm-hmm. those beautiful wonderful patrons uh one dollar a month gets you every episode ad free that is that is like what a sixth of your daily coffee from starbucks oh yeah yeah every episode ad free five dollars a month that's still less than a starbucks mm-hmm. gets you that plus whatever the hell else we decide to put up and uh, I apologize. Last week, I meant to put up a Patreon episode. Didn't get around to listening to it to uh, to edit the thing. It was over an hour and a half long. Yeah, uh, I, I did. Uh, I did tease it to to a couple of people and they were like, oh, good. And I'm like, it's all about Power Rangers and Death Note. And they were like, oh, I don't know that. <laughs> like, happy birthday. <laughs> um, we just recorded a whole bunch uh, accidentally. Uh, mm-hmm. For another Patreon. So you got uh, probably two things coming this week, I, I imagine. I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, 
If you don't want to deal with Patreon, or if you already do and want to help us out even more, um, you can go to dconscreen.com and click the donate button. And right next to the donate button is the store button. And that's where you can go and get merch, like t-shirts and uh, like wall tapestries and uh, mugs and all sorts of crap mm-hmm. to clutter up your house with and make your wife go, what, what the hell is this DC on screen shit? Mm-hmm. And then you play an episode and we're talking about anal beads mm-hmm. and, uh, and then your marriage is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As is our way. <laughs> Hashtag this is the way, but that's not what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about no Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Sounds like some kind of musical instrument. Mm. It, it really does. Cracks me up every time. Yeah, I constantly think about that. I'm just like, would it be like a woodwind in- instrument? Would it be? <laughs> I, I think of it as a harmonica bass. Just not sure how it would come okay. out. Like a harmonica that somehow sounds like a flute. <laughs> By the way, did you see this story it'd from? It's easier uh, to play flute, I guess. Did you see that story from uh, that rapper Lil, Lil Yachty? I didn't he, know he, he, that was yeah, a thing. He has but a no. line in some song about a woman uh, blowing that dick like a cello. Mm. And then he apologized for it. And he was like, okay, before y'all come at me, <laughs> I thought for a minute that a cello was a woodwind in- instrument. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I had like my A&R guy listen to it. Like all these people listen to it. And nobody told me, hey man, I think that like, this is a picture of a cello. And I don't think that's what you mean. That's just not. He's like, but you gotta admit it, do sound good. I'm like, oh god. (laughs) The the line sounds good. Yeah, because no, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Just no, Uh -uh. honey, Uh, sweet, (laughs) sweet, no. Like in my head, there's a just the vaguest Mm -hmm. chance that they they thought they meant oboe. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> but I feel like that's giving them way too much credit. Maybe, you know. <sighs> and of course, you can always leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. That always helps. And that's free. By the way, we've got 99 reviews up. If you want to be the 100th, that'd be really cool. It'd, it'd be nice. That'd be quite Just the feather it, in your cap. Push it over the edge. Just put that feather right in there. Yeah. Not, not don't, Be careful because you don't want to make tear a hole in the hat. Right. Those those haberdasheries cost a lot of money, you know. They do. All right, so let's let's talk about the big thing, the thing that everybody's talking about this week. Um, Zack Snyder's Taxes. Justice oh, League no, trailer. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> the trailer. Yeah, that's definitely. What yeah. We're okay. Uh, I I really dug it. I don't. What do you think, man? What do you do? You have because I've got like a whole list of things that I love specifically. Oh no, we can go through them. I uh, I had the trailer <clears throat> queued up that I I, I was just going to hit play and uh, and go through it if you wanted to. Sure, just do a play by play. Sure, man. Uh, but long story short, I'm hyped as fuck. This thing looks amazing. Yeah, like if you had Indeed. shown me yeah. if if you know how when you dream and you wake up later and you just kind of remember glimpses of it. Mm-hmm. If that's all I knew about this in say 2011, I yeah, I can't even imagine. Uh, how hyped I'd be to see it now. Uh, and, right. and, you know, that being said, uh, the, what's been set up and what's actually apparently happening. Oh God. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Oof. So I have, um, I have something queued up if you just want to go through it play by play. Sure, man. Uh, Let's do it. I have the one that's uh, got Snyder's little uh, intro about like, I'm excited to show you the first official trailer. Mm-hmm. Which indicates there's going to be another one at least. Yes. 
Yeah, you don't use first <coughs> for only. Those are those yeah. are words mean things. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, yes, <laughs> unless un- unless you're the word literally, <laughs> which also <laughs> which now also means figuratively. Also means figuratively. <laughs> also, infer means to imply, according to the dictionary. Which, um, yeah. Uh, Sidebar entirely. I'll be very quick. There's old detective novels. I, 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 like I knew you were going to bring up Nero Wolf. Yeah, I knew Nero you were going to yeah, bring for, up Nero Wolf. Sure. <laughs> he like burns the dictionary the day that he opens it up and like the second definition for figurative is literal. And he's like, well, we're done here. And just throws it in the fucking fire. <laughs> and like not even just haphazardly. Like he pulls out pages at a time and just chunks them into the fire. I was, yeah, I, I feel that's that's me. I get that. That's my spirit animal. <laughs> infer and imply are, are now my uh my ongoing battle all right mm-hmm. so uh where i currently am on this trailer is it says hbo max original uh-huh and uh you got you got something pulled up or you just want me to play it and no just play it i've, I've seen it too many times i've, I've, I've seen, seen it so many times <laughs> all right so we got uh we got we got, we got soups still with uh-huh. still with the hole in his chest yeah uh, and i love the sound ripple that we see it coming out of his mouth, and yeah. it's like, it's like the sound ripple of Superman's death rattle flowing out like a wave and touching all of the pertinent people of the DC universe. Like, dude, that's dope. Oh, that yeah. is so no, it's, good. It's it's a good metaphor, and it's also it hints at some stuff. Like, we haven't seen him really use cold breath, right? Uh, no, I don't think we have in not this in, canon. Not in this one, and uh, it it strikes me as like interesting that they chose to make the CGI of that a ripple effect, like. Mm-hmm. You know, the funny part about sound is that's what I'm doing right now with my voice is creating little ripples. You don't normally see them because they're right. not powerful enough. Mm-hmm. But he does it, and lo and behold. Yeah. And as, at the same time, we have Lex talking about the bell's been rung. Oh, out in the yeah. dark among the stars. The god's yeah. dead. Yeah. Like, and oh. it's the same, like, orange electricity and kind of expanding effect as Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, I mean, well, that's it's that exact scene. This is that him dying and with you know doomsday around him. Oh, yeah. But you uh, know, it, it's I I liked the expanding voice enough that I was super enthralled by it. Also, fucking all the veins popping off like that dude screamed on set. Yeah, yeah, that was some Hugh Jackman shit. Yeah, <laughs> that was like Hugh Jackman opening a beer. All right, I'm at the bell's been rung. <laughs> Yeah. We're looking at a decimated city. Uh, I haven't worked out what city that is. Do you have it worked out? Um, you, like we're, that we're following the wave through. Well, is I that... just thought that was like the the wreckage from the fight with the Doomsday. Okay, I'm just making sure it wasn't a cut because the 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 scene cuts. But that mm-hmm. I'm good with that explanation. Uh, there, I mean, interestingly enough, there are these like 45 degree angle. It looks like uh, cuts through buildings that mm-hmm. they. I mean, they've got to be Doomsday or some other Kryptonian that can do that shit. Just slice a fucking building like a Ginsu knife. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, because there was, remember, there was that huge, like, energy explosion when when uh, Diana hit her wrists together and while fighting Doomsday. And Well, there's that. Also, when he when, when you go to the next bed and he says, like, among the stars, and there's still that same ripple of energy coming out of what I assume is su- Superman's uh, death cries, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that just kind of expands into into nothing. Mm-hmm. Like the whole universe went. <laughs> what's one of those doing there? <laughs> we should look into that. Uh huh. We're at uh we're at the mascara. We're at uh, oh, uh the god is dead. 
Uh, the yeah. CGI of that building falling in is really good. Yeah, I dug it. I had a dream. Almost like a premonition. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we get those like nightmare All shots. So like, shots. oh my God. Yeah. Looks so good. And then, oh, the money shot. The one that was released in the trailer and, uh, or the teaser to the trailer. Um, Decide, Dark Side, Granny Goodness. Yes. And, and uh, my God, man, the, the thralls of parademons lining the walkway. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And no dude, shortage when, of personnel for his war here. <laughs> like, yeah. No. He gonna be all right. I love how, like, this one, this, like, took me, uh, took me back a little bit, but, because this is subtle, I think. Mm-hmm. But when Steppenwolf, you know, he's like, my Lord, this world will fall, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I love that when he, when Steppenwolf bows to Darkseid, and by the way, Steppenwolf, huge, huge dude. Darkseid, oh, yeah. way bigger. Yeah. Way bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when Steppenwolf bows, his armor slides down, leaving him vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, he's made a big point of pointing out that so good. the armor itself is its own kind of, yeah, it, it's AI armor. Like it, mm-hmm. when he's getting hit with all the, uh, we'll see in a second. We saw it in the teasers, especially the in the gray. Shit, yeah. yeah. The, the gray thing, like his armor is adapting to him being hit with a bunch of arrows and adapting to whatever blow it, it takes on. So when he's vulnerable here, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that the armor comes down and, uh, you know, also given dark side, you know, like. I don't feel like he would let you, even bowing, not like admit some vulnerability and show your face. Yeah. It's dark side we're talking about here. He wants complete, he wants submission. absolute obedience and submission. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I loved it. I thought it was really like, uh, It's an subtle. honor to even do something on his behalf. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Uh, what was that? Oh, uh, and uh, Wonder Woman before, that's the, it's, I think that's the first teaser we were given is her actual scene. Where they kind of revealed Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way back. And then these uh, these kind of uh, the hieroglyphic uh, forms in in between that kind of look boxish, like it looks like mm-hmm. a morphing box, which yeah. seems like a a good kind of pictographic uh, mother box. It's like like something you would carve in in the days that you would carve something in. Yeah, sure. This yeah. world will fall. Just Jesus fucking Christ. The action starts heavy. Oh man. It just, I don't know who that Amazon is that is taking off that horse, but she did. (laughs) She is straight dead. That that head went in like 30 different pieces, man. Oh yeah. It's well, are you talking about the one that's uh, from the grave or the the one that we're like, this is the one where she's just like riding on a horse and he axes her. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but if you, like, pause it, you can see, like, her head goes in, like, 30 different pieces. It just, like, <laughs> lops her freaking head into right, pieces. I'm going to try to pause it there now. That sounds fun. Hold on. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Oh. It's like, I, I was watching it for, like, the umpteenth time, and my wife was sitting here in the office with me, and I was like, oh, did you see that? Like, I, oh, my God. And she was like, no, let me see. Like, go go back, go back. And I pulled it back, and she was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. Then she goes, play it again. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, my wife thinks uh, Wonder Woman lopping heads off would be cool. I, I regret yeah. to inform as, anyone. As do my sisters. Connected to the Amazonian <laughs> that she did not survive the encounter. No, she. <laughs> that was a sad day in Amazonia. She uh, <laughs> she ain't coming home. Yeah. Like, she ain't coming home. So we're into uh, I Need Warriors. Just mm-hmm. fucking really just so much fun to see Ben Affleck in that role again right now. And and knowing that there's so much coming that's like, man. Oh, there's a lot coming. 
we have not. <laughs> You'll have to forgive sexual entendres. Well, uh, for the for the, you don't have to. For well, you don't have to. But uh, I ask you to just just uh, look past them for the moment. Um, so much fun <laughs> to see him in a role that we know is just we're probably probably fifty fifty at, at at a stage where he may not be on board anymore. I mean, he's doing the Flash. I know, I know. He signed on for some new, for some new stuff there. Um, I believe he was one of the ones that signed up for a couple of the reshoot uh, moments. But yeah, he also like because I mean, the joke, the well, not reshoots. It's additional footage. It was oh yeah, additional footage. That that it's is all a, just that is a very Joker good sh- distinction. Yeah, it's Joker shit though. I mean, yeah. But uh, I I get it though when he was like yeah yeah if that's if that's what we're doing I'll suit up again. All right. Yeah. All right. Good man. See you there. Yeah. Um, I'm not willing to count them out entirely at this stage because, dear God, I've been willing to count things out entirely and uh, the world has changed. So, yeah, I think um, if Zach gets more, Ben will do more. That's my that's my thought. I, that's I my, think that that's, that's that's where I would place things right now is like, man, if things if this goes well and he gets. And by the way, Ben Affleck is a, is a person who can pick his shot right now. He is at that stage in his career. He can decide he has been if for he a really long time. Yeah. He does not have to do a thing he doesn't want to do. He prove that. So if all the pieces are in place and, um, you know, uh, honestly, if Emmerich is, uh, it loses this battle is where I would put it. Uh, yeah, we, we make it more, but it was nice to see him here. Yeah. Just a little bit we did. Emmerich be damned if this thing does what we hope it will, uh, HBO max will make more and Emmerich won't have a damn thing to say about it because Kyler is going to be like, "Mm, my dick's bigger. (laughs) That's just how it is. Sorry, bro. Um, yeah, you saw the, uh, do you see the, the 24 hour ratings on this thing? No, just no, obscene, really. obscene 24 hour like, views for the, the, this trailer. Yeah. Obscene. I mean, I think it was like 24.9 million or something Oof. in 24 hours. It was absurd. Yeah. That's, uh, that's impressive. And that's impressive. I mean, I know I was at least no exaggeration, 20, 25 of those. Yeah. In the first um, hours, twenty-five million of those. <laughs> I was trying to limit the hyperbole, but yeah, like twenty, twenty-five. Yeah, I've probably watched it twenty, twenty-five times myself. Um, and that's not with, that's not with prep for the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's just me sitting there wide-eyed and going. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, dude, they I, we saw a Cyborg with at least three arms. I think I saw a fourth. I think there was an auxiliary going behind him. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, keep board. going through the uh, play-by-play. I need warriors. We see uh, Diana from the uh, the heist scene. Uh huh. Using the uh, the arm. You thing son of a bitch! Of... I'm in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, heist. Rick and Morty. I had to do. It. I'd say it. Don't blame me. All right. So, am I wrong about this though? In uh, in the cut, I don't think she uses the actual uh, the sleeve thing, mm-hmm. the bracelet thing. I I think that was original to. The theatrical cut that she instead used, like the speed thing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember using the actual uh, gauntlets as, uh, you know, she can do that concussive thing. Uh, I anyway. remember. I mean, she did it in BVS, but yeah, she did that, and it like blew Doomsday back. Yeah. Um, I don't think she. I could be wrong. It's been a minute. I don't think she used the concussive part in the 
museum heist, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she just did I, that thing. And it was actually a cool shot. It was a cool remember. scene where she just, like, went in front of all the bullets and gauntlet, you know, and bounced them back and everything. Yeah. I don't remember if, using if, that. But if I that could, was a Whedon, it was not the most egregious thing he did in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, dude, he's, yeah, he's a piece of shit. But he's he's not... It, not every fucking shot was terrible. Not every scene no, or idea no. was terrible. There were a couple of things in there that were all right. Largely, yeah, you tanked it, but we can yeah. we can come up with some scenes that were worth doing. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got some. Oh, all right, so here's what you were talking about. Uh, we got some more like I'm building a team. I need warriors. All that stuff. All right, just pausing it. I see two arms. I see a gauntleted like fucking Gatling like gun sonic, coming yeah, out of his. Yeah, looks like a sonic uh, cannon or something. Some kind of damn cannon. He about to shoot some <laughs> shit the fuck up. <laughs> and then there's whatever dangling from the back of him. I mean, that kind of looks like a, a freaking belt of bullets. Could be. But but then there's another thing even further over that looks like a, a an arm behind the other arm. Let me go back and pause on that part. Which Zach says the there's going to be four exactly. arms in this thing. So Now, nah, I'm good with that. I just... Uh... Whether it's in that shot or not. I don't think it's in that shot, personally. No car. But I, I could be swayed because I don't know what's going out at the back of that. It's, it is behind the left arm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Barry and say what you will about Barry's running style, but I kind of like it for like high-speed running style. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. You know. it, it doesn't make sense like if you're, if you're an actual runner, you're kind of trained to like, well, I say that. This is me talking from 25 years ago when I was actually doing some training is like you're, you're trained to like keep your elbows in. Uh, you keep your arm motions, uh, pretty well synced to your legs, but you're, you're not trying to create like extra aerodynamic problems. Um, you basically run by keeping your arms to your side and moving them pretty well. One cinematically this, this pose where he's like hitting the ground and like this weird fucking, like the back leg is so far back and the front leg is just hiked. Like he's, uh, fucking about to hit an offensive lineman. Um, mm-hmm. I get it. it, but it looks really good. And I don't, I don't know what the fuck actual motion looks like in speedster time. Yeah. You know what, what we normally see of Barry Allen when he's drawn is however the fuck that artist thinks running works. Right. And you know, I, I, I have seen a lot of people from previous shots of flash be like, well, trained runners do this. And then like, who, who the hell said Ezra Miller was, or Barry Allen is a trained runner. No one. He, he's specifically not. He's just a guy with super speed. He doesn't know like, how to run. He, all right. When you look at how he's built in the comics, like, yeah, he could have had a track and field background. He could have for sure, but he looks more like a baseball player. If I was picking my shot here. And, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, man, you, you've got to go to bat at some point during a baseball game. He probably knows how to still second base, but we're not talking about a guy who trained as like, all right, this is what Hussein Bolt does. And we're going to analyze every movement and you're going to try to replicate that on a track. And no, man, right. that's not and to be fair. I've seen trained runners run like Ezra Miller is doing in this thing. Yeah, I've seen them do it now. And what kills me is the people who are complaining the most oddly seems to be like from from what i've seen seems to be the the cw fans and i'm like <laughs> i love the I, I, overall i love i love the cw flash but he just looks like he's bobbing at the knees and moving his arms like <laughs> 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 you're gonna you're gonna come it's with me okay the best looking running motion for a super like a speedster no and it's also not a thing that i 
I do not. Here's a question for you. Do you do you have like one example of someone getting super speed running like so perfect that you're like, this is the template. We should be doing this from now on. Because I feel like everyone misses it a little bit here and there. It's it's it, never it been always perfect. looks weird. It always looks a little off. I mean, Wonder Woman looked super off. They they tried to do it from like the the front angle and the motions were right as far as what Gal Gadot was doing, but it it didn't like the way the background transferred. It kind of looked like did I, see if this sounds weird. It kind of felt like the way people the way the background looks when you're in a car in a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it passed, and I know it passed at what is technically the right rate, but somehow it didn't. It just, it just didn't feel right. I mean, there's that. I mean, shit. Like, I don't, I don't know that it, that I've ever seen it just right. Yeah, no, and it ultimately comes down to like if I stare at it and I'm like, eh, it looks like shit. Yeah, but there's uh, that. Uh, uh, on the other hand, I'm just like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> I'll say this: the, the what what Snyder's doing here is the best I've seen it. Yeah, except for maybe. I mean, they're going for two different things, but I really like the X-Men movies thing with Quicksilver. Like, I really like the way that they portrayed it there. Really? Well, because he wasn't just running constantly. It wasn't just like... It was just like... <laughs> He'd stop to taste soup. Yeah, like, I really like that everything is just super slowed down, and that ins- that tells us, oh, he's moving really freaking fast. Yes, for him, it's just... Um, uh, it's Time is beside the point. That's That's what made it feel... No, I like the me. moments where Barry talks about how, like, man, just the city for me is so boring. I mean, it everyone's still. It's like running through a museum. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, <laughs> he, he can't find events that happen for him quickly enough for them to actually be events. They're all just still, you know, uh, like uh, motion capture, still still frames. He, he just doesn't have the moment. Also, by the way, and to the point of the posing and how it looks, man, I love the fact that I really love the little motion where he taps the ground before he starts off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it makes me happy. I, I think it looks good on screen. <laughs> that I don't have any justification for it. I just think it looks good. Yeah. I mean, the rest of his pose looks kind of, I mean, it looks pretty shitty. Like he's, he's leaning on one leg, that back leg. I'm not sure exactly what it's doing, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it, they, these are not meant to be normal mechanics. There, it, yeah. it, it's not going to come across the same way. Like if I was running a hundred meter or something, it, it we should not be doing the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with whatever they're doing. I don't care. Like the thing that's like I'm biggest into with with with, with Barry in this Snyder trailer is like we get we got a bird's eye view this time of him running and the ground like assembling underneath his feet as mm. he was running. Yeah. I just, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and maybe I'm just stupid or something. And I just like, I'm not thinking of some incredibly pertinent comic book thing, but I've never, I don't remember that. I don't know. Um, I, I, the only thing I can think of is when he moves between dimensions, he's kind of creating pathways between those dimensions. Mm-hmm. That's where it leads me. Okay. Like, yeah, there's not a, a he, I mean, the the Flash is fast enough. He moves between time if he wants to and dimensions if he really wants to. Mm-hmm. So there's not, I don't know what that looks like in between. And I think it was a really good visual conception or conceptualization of what that could look like. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, we're, we're, they're having to come up with something to justify it. Also, I'm just literally paused right now as we're talking on, uh, <laughs> The moment where he's like the lightning starts to spark. He's still in that one leg leaning over really hard, like 
he's stretching more than mm-hmm. running kind of pose. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like there's a, uh, a dog in the background. <laughs> like just <laughs> chilling. Like not even any kind of like maybe a shepherdish kind of dog. Like looks like a mutt. <laughs> okay. Not even sure what's going on there. I'm kind of curious now. I'm going to. Yeah, I think there was just a dog in the background. I think there's just a dog in the background of that scene. That's weird and funny. Just gonna pause it again. And yep, still looks like a dog. <laughs> All right. So next bit is uh you know, how do you know the team is strong enough? Uh it's just Batman getting eaten up by some fucking parademons. Yeah, man. Uh Wonder Woman just like slightly moving her head to the side <laughs> to to dodge. Yep. Uh, that was, that was a good shot. Like, yeah, of course she processes things so quickly. She's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and one of th- this, this line alone, I, I have a feeling you love this line too. Yeah. You can't, you can't bring, bring down, down the charging, charging bull. Charging. Don't wave the red cape at it. Yeah, man. That was so them. fucking good. Yeah. Are we going to credit Chris Terrio? Cause. Oh God. I would assume. I, I assume too. And, uh, God bless you, man. That's so good. And it just, ugh, God, it makes me ache for more Ben Affleck stuff with Jeremy Irons. Just, yeah. I love this Alfred so much. It was a great Alfred, and they had a good chemistry. I agree. I want more of that Alfred. And they were in a good spot in their career where it was it's slightly unexplored material. It, there's a lot to love there. Yeah, and like he's got that. They've got that chemistry, much like uh, Goff and Keaton did. I feel like, mm-hmm. like I specifically feel like Golf and Keaton had such good chemistry in those mm-hmm. in their two movies. Like, and he Golf was great in like all four of them. Like, he is the saving grace of Batman and Robin for me. Um, like, he gets me every time when he tells his his niece, you know, when one grows eight, when one grows ancient, one longs for family. I'm like, oh, mm. oh, she doesn't know he's dying yet. Oh, <laughs> like. It's a good line. <laughs> it's a good his, line delivered well. His Alfred is sick storyline is like the only good thing about that movie. Yeah, that was solid. Um, he just, God, he's got so much class and panache, man. He just like kills it. Yeah. Bring but some like, gravitas yeah. to the table that the rest of the, the rest of the production left behind a little bit. But I always think of that with, with Goff and Keaton, like the, like the brilliance of their relationship all boils down to, like Bruce sitting in the back cave, like looking at like the old, you know, he's like, Oh, did you get the file on my parents? He's like, yeah, it's up there. And, you know, he's looking through it or he's about to start looking through it. And, and Alfred turns around and goes, I have no, I have no desire to spend my few remaining years grieving for the loss of old friends or their sons. <laughs> he's like, damn dude. He just calling him on his shit right here, right in front of all of us. You know? <laughs> uh, it's one of the most important Alfred uh, roles that Alfred plays is just occasionally calling fucking Bruce on his shit. But it's so, but it's so good because he like still knows his place to some degree, but Bruce knows him well enough. So like Bruce is going to stop and go before he even says, he's like, what's on your mind, Alfred? Like he already knows Alfred's upset about something. He's annoyed. Mm-hmm. And that's when he like, Hits him with that line. You're like, yeah, but you can tell he's not just like dismissively like, ah, what are you talking about? You can tell he cares and he wants to know actually what he's thinking. And then you you can tell it's, you can tell it's a little bit devastating when he actually says it. Yeah, "Mm, absolutely. mm, So like I get the same, I get the same feelings from Irons and Affleck when I see Batman be Superman. He's like, you know, is this who we are now? And he's like, we've always been criminals. Yeah. 
like Affleck's annoyed that he has to explain this to Alfred, but he's yeah. also he's more annoyed that Alfred's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, like this is a continuing. This is a twenty-five-year-old conversation for them. Yeah, they, they know the ins and outs. The subtleties are are commonplace. They don't have to. They, there's no need for exposition. And I, I also appreciate the fact as fans that we were not given, uh, we were not mansplained about how the. Uh, how that relationship worked. We, and some people needed it, apparently. Like, some people were just like, oh, everybody's this the murder verse. And I'm like, do you not see how pissed Alfred is? Do you, <laughs> are you not listening to their, their whole, like, every interaction they have is Alfred being like, dude, this is bullshit. And Ben Affleck going, mm, no. no. This is what's needed. This way and this way. 20 like, years in Gotham, Alfred. <laughs> you know, like the whole, oh my God. How many like, stayed good? Uh, we see, we've seen what promises are worth. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I want to watch it again, and I'm just trying to hold off, just trying to hold off until that freaking IMAX version gets out there. No, I did, <laughs> I I did. Um, oh, night before last, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna have to do our commentary episodes for Patreon because I'm I'm chomping at the bit to watch these things again. Yeah. I um. <laughs> I, I I tweeted about it too, but it, it it happens regularly where I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna throw this on the background, and then I'll just sit down and <laughs> like a couple hours go by, and I've just watched the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, what what really fucks with me is there's a uh, so in the garage, um, we just kind of had like a spare TV that still has it's it's a Roku TV, so it still has access to everything, including now HBMX. So mm-hmm. I'll throw it on uh, in the background sometimes. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be going in and out of the garage doing whatever home repair or whatever the fuck I'm. It's honestly mostly home repairs, and yeah, I'm gonna go in and out of this over and over again. So um, yeah, I'm gonna throw it on. I'll I'll walk through and see a scene and think, oh, that's that's good. Maybe pause for a second here, and then I'll find myself being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'll actually pause that and come back to it later when everyone's asleep and I can go back downstairs to my office and, and watch. Yeah. And just two hours go by. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to watch the scene. No, that's yeah. not how that worked out. <laughs> it's a slippery slope, man. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that freaking John Kent picture hitting the water and sinking. And then to hear Kevin Costner, that voiceover, you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. With like freaking reborn Superman in the black and silver doing the Man of Steel gravel gravity loss thing, taking off and then transforming into what I hope is Cyborg's first flight. Yeah. All of that, like, dude, got me in the feels. Like, (laughs) I I choked. Like, I I choked as soon as I saw John Kent hit the water. I was like, (gasps) oh! And you see, like, Superman laying down. It looks like he's laying down in the background. You're like, <gasps> mm-hmm. oh, no. Okay, hold on. I have I have a couple <laughs> questions and thoughts about that. Let's let's get to uh-huh. it. I'm just going to hit play again. I'm, I'm watching Aquaman uh, take a shot with his trident and miss. Uh-huh. Uh, then don't wave the red cape uh, at it, that scene. So they're they're sitting around, but they're in they're, – they're not dressed up. It's not the, like, I don't care how many – Devils he's faced in how many hell kind of thing. Right. Um, it feels like it feels like parts of that scene were shot and released in the theatrical cut. And then we have yeah. the the shot of what looks like maybe the Brooklyn Bridge. It's God, I, it's been a minute since I've been to New York, but with the uh, black Superman logo on it, Lois Lane looking up. We know what that's about to lead to. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's an entirely different scene now, apparently. 
And then we just have these these uh, these fuckers coming in, and then Uxus. Uxus. Yeah. No, no Y sound. Uxus. Yeah. Um, just swinging. As far as I know, <laughs> swinging his damn axe. And I almost wondered, like, does Uxus get so powerful that he just doesn't need a fucking axe anymore? And he's like, yeah, here you go, step and roll. You can have this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that was like, I mean, maybe. I don't. <laughs> Darkseid doesn't need a weapon. I mean, you know, they're the new gods, so at some point there were old gods, and maybe he was doing the Steppenwolf job. And, oh, yeah. And, no, he's fourth world. You know. There were, God knows yeah. whatever happened before, so. Uh, yeah, in, and I don't know. And Darkseid is, is obviously the uh, the tagline, so he, mm-hmm. no matter where you go, and, you know, he, he even survived the uh, Scott Snyder take on the universe. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's fine. He's yeah. he's he's still fucking Darkseid, and uh, there were storylines built around the whole Darkseid is. Yeah, I think Alan Davis had him stuck in the fourth wall for a minute, but no, he he got out of that. He did get stuck. Um, yeah. Does it say fourth wall? Source wall. Source wall. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> fourth, wall, fourth wall. <laughs> so, all right. So there's this shot though where it's this. What is it like? Kevin Costner fishing. Yeah. It kind of so. looks like uh, him with a smallmouth bass, maybe. Mm. <laughs> it just looks like this, like super down home kind of photo. In what looks like the same amber fucking liquid from uh, the, was it called the Genesis Bowl? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. that sure as hell <laughs> looks like uh, Henry Cavill being lowered into it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe having crawled out of it and I don't know. I, we'll see. I think he's being, I'm going to go back. Just No, nah, he's, he's doing good. He's going down. I'm not sure by what mechanism he's going down, but he's going down. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of after the photo has gone down. So I feel very good about the the transfer of motion here. That 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 dude is going in that pit. Okay. And then we just get to like some wide shots of uh you know, you were sent here for a reason. That's uh yeah, just Ray Fisher fucking owning the screen there for a second. Mm-hmm. With his arms outstretched. Yeah, it's a good shot. Yeah, it's a good shot. Yeah. Uh Wonder Woman reaching out for her sword. Just another. Did you leave this trailer thinking, oh, God, that was gorgeous? Mm hmm. <laughs> I didn't leave it. I just, I, I've been stuck inside of it since it came out. <laughs> thinking the whole time, oh, so pretty. It's so pretty. Mm hmm. I want to insure it with my, uh, with my local insurance agent. <laughs> So I saw, uh, so there's uh, Wonder Woman reaching out for the sword. There's uh, Aquaman just like holding back the water. And by the way, is that the same Aquaman holding back the water scene from the theatrical cut? Um, I think it's pro- it is probably, but uh, it was, it's, it's, it's going to be in a different place in the movie from what I understand. Okay. Um, it's, it's the same moment, but I didn't know where to contextualize that. I mean, eh, it's Aquaman doing his thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we've got uh, Iris and Barry meeting. Yep. Happy to see that back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be good. And actually, like, uh, realized visually, because so much of that scene has not been completely finished. It's just been sort of like half CGI animatic. Yeah, yeah. And I think short of a couple of, like, released screenshots and I want to say a couple of... Uh, I want to say a couple of just like drawings of uh, storyboards. I, I, mm-hmm. I think this is the first. I think this is her official introduction. Yeah. And uh, sounds fantastic. I mean, we've seen pictures, but. I've seen yeah. the picture of, of just her kind of on the ground being held a little bit at the sides. 
Yeah. And I've definitely seen pictures of her on her feet, but that was about it. And it was mostly in stories where they're like, well, this scene was cut. Yep. And we got, uh, we got, we got Bruce being cold and then Bruce <laughs> being Batman. Um, Freaking bat tank. Hold on. We're not quite to bat tank. I'm actually kind of <laughs> curious. I, I think that's still Steppenwolf in the background with Wonder Woman fighting him. Yeah. Uh, where he's just like holding off parademons with his gauntlets. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got a quick shot of Superman, uh, uh, shirtless Superman. Uh, it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm sure it's something that like if I had to entice my wife to watch this film, that would be the uh, scene I would show her. Yep. <laughs> like, well, there's 10 seconds of this and that. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm look, in. man candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get it. I understand objectively that he's a snack. Not fighting anybody on that. That dude's a whole damn meal. <laughs> Not fighting anybody on it. <laughs> all right. And then we go to, all right, this is one of the coolest shots. This is him like gathering whatever the fuck it is that we're using as as his mechanism for uh, taking off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's clearly an allusion to the uh, the coffin. Yeah, he's he's still in the black, and he's just like gathering bits and particles around his fists. Well, I mean, it was, what happened to Man of Steel when he puts his fist down on the ground and the the rock just a little bit, yeah, float, and he like jumps and flies. Yeah, he whatever the hell the mechanism is, he apparently can uh, just confuse the fuck out of gravity for a second. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I think it looks cool. Oh, it looks great, and I I think there's like at least a couple mechanisms that would make that make sense. So it is not problematic for me. Um, then we got cyborg flying. They go to the other thing. Mm, All right. So major shot. We got two back to back. So the whole thing's not major. Um, we got Batman on the fucking tank. Yeah. From dark Knight returns. Yeah. Didn't even know that was going to happen. Nope. Haven't heard a damn thing out of Snyder's mouth about that. Nope. Uh, not even during the Pasadena director's cut thing. I, I, yeah, this was new. This was yeah. new. Yeah. You know what I learned from this shot? I would not want to play poker with Zack Snyder. No. Uh, like for him wouldn't. to keep that so close to his vest for so long. Ugh, good job, man. Yeah. That is, uh, it's impressive. Yeah. I really like Farland, how- whoever, Hot Wheels. I want that tank. Yes. Like, how I want would that you tank. not be so excited about that shot that you kind of blew your load a little bit? It's impressive <laughs> that he didn't. And like, oh, and here's why Ben came back. Yeah. That, that the reveal of this happened so late in the game when so many things were already in the can is just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, got to give Zach a ton of credit. I mean, obviously we're super excited about everything, but uh, I mean, dude, man, extra credit for that. For keeping that a secret and uh, just that being a reveal. Fuck. Good job. Yep. Little portholes open. Uh, just, uh, I don't even mm. know what to do with that. <laughs> I mean, I have an idea of what to do with it, but. I mean, he's like, he's staring at what could be a, like a ship in the background. He's, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I have a lot of thoughts, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about anything. This was a surprise. <laughs> a glorious one. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh. So Barry and his father, fantastic. Yep. Uh, Cyborg getting some uh, 
rush of energy and dealing with it. I, I, don't I would assume do information from the mother box. I would assume too. I don't know what to do with that exactly, but. Looks cool. Yeah, look good. Good transition, especially for the trailer. Um, there's a moment where Stephen Wolf is uh, getting the mother box from, I mean, I assume it was the, uh, you know, the Aqua universe in general. Uh, yeah, because he still had to get, uh, yeah, the one that, they, that the Atlanteans were guarding. Yeah, he's uh, he's in the water as he grabs what uh, is clearly a mother box. Mm. Um, then we just a go into some like, hero shots. A what? A mother boy box. <laughs> Then we just go into some hero shots of people doing some cool shit. (laughs) And then another hero shot of like one of the few, I think, crossovers of the theatrical and this cut Mm -hmm. is going to be them, you know, uh, unloading from that ship. But in better perspective, uh, a little bit more to offer visually, them walking Mm -hmm. on the back. They said the age of heroes would never come again. Yeah. Yeah. And then some shots that I remember from the trailer, like I think the second trailer I could easily be wrong about that. Like, I think I remember seeing Batman swoop down that way and Aquaman yeah. come up that other way. Absolutely. But they were all like oversaturated in red. Yes. There was that going on. And mm-hmm. in all fairness, um, to what did go well uh, versus what didn't, uh, I was hearing that over a cut of come together. Uh-huh. Mm. And, um, I, I have not disguised my uh, love or my willingness to um, forgive blind spots for the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So, I understand that that's a uh, personal problem of mine, but damn, I was into yeah. it. Yeah, I don't, I haven't, um, I didn't have like the huge problems with the red that, ever, that a lot of people still have. I, I mean, it just looks like invaders fighting superheroes colors in the background either way like it's just like okay well snyder's version is really dark blues and grays Weed's version was pinks and reds for some reason yeah whatever <laughs> like i haven't uh, i guess yeah, i just could be i mean so far yeah i'm, I'm digging what snyder did more but you know that wasn't the I, big failing of justice league they theatrical. all specifically <laughs> had like personalized shots where they mm-hmm. were I don't know. the The trailer amped itself up a little bit, and eh, they uh, they hopped up the speed. Yeah. So the just look, Justice League theatrical was a great two thousand four superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, I will look, get a we Justice League for twenty twenty one. We all remember <laughs> loving this movie in nineteen ninety seven, but <laughs> I mean, it's better than Batman and Robin. Yeah, but it, that's that's kind of thing. Like, as far as the uh, expectations go and how far they fell, mm-hmm. I totally get it. As yeah. far as uh, is this the worst CBM we've ever seen? No, just no. No, Electra it's, exists. It is not the worst CBM ever. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance exists. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Tank Girl exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all real things. It's, you have to like, you have to climb a pretty steep hill to get to Batman and Robin, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Supergirl 1984 exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, these are all real things. Like I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a long haul. And uh, honestly, anyone who's, anyone who's willing to have that conversation, I feel like, uh, understands the context of it. Like you didn't just tune in 
in 2000, uh, let's call it 2001. You know, when, uh, is that when Batman Begins came out? 2005 was Batman Begins. Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, let's say you didn't just tune in for Batman. Eh, you probably have some context. You probably know that you've seen some bad films. You probably mm-hmm. know that you've seen some truly bad films. You understand that you live in a world where Meteor Man was released to theaters. I mean, I think there was a comedic element to that movie. I understand. But that honestly, that gives it a lot of leeway. It does. It Especially does. in the 90s. <laughs> Specifically that. Absolutely. But you, you also And then when you consider it. the fact that, you know, they didn't have many black superheroes back then. It was like Meteor Man and Blank Man. Oh, yeah. No. So those two were, <laughs> were competing to be the campiest. I actually had a lot of fun with Blank Man. But I, I love David I'm not saying I didn't have fun with him. I did. But <laughs> back in the days when I was like going to an actual store and, and walking through the shelves and, and picking a thing down and taking it home physically. Yeah, it, there, there was a lot to love there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a, a different era. We have seen some bad shit. We really mm-hmm. have. We have seen some stuff that <sighs> it was not good. That we, right. we can disagree about how good these things are, but man, uh, we, we have to uh, at least agree that there are levels. 90s direct-to-video Captain America. Oh, that was, that was rough. 70s direct-to-TV Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was, that was good for all the wrong reasons. 70s direct-to-television to Captain America 2. I have them both on DVD. Oh, (laughs) not the one that either, either, (laughs) either, but not the recent one. Right. Not the recent one. The like USA show. Yeah. Yeah. You could argue that toxic Avengers was better. Toxic crusaders or toxic Avenger. I thought it was toxic Avengers, but there was the, there was the toxic Avenger movies that had toxic, but then there was the cartoon that was Toxic Crusaders, where mm. he had a team, and it was way less bare titties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with zero research, uh huh, I would be happy to argue that possibly they were derivative. Well, yeah, like, I mean, they totally just made their their own Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show with uh, with trauma films. Like that's what they did. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Like trauma was just like, oh, we could do this, but with with. Toxie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same character. It's just yeah. way more kid friendly. Yeah. I have you know most of the figures that you watched when you were like, did you have this experience where you were like, it's two in the morning uh-huh. at your grandparents' house or something? Like okay. everyone was asleep four hours ago mm-hmm. and no one made sure you were asleep. So you just get free reign over actually getting to watch stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, Given our age, we were in the age of uh, actually going to a television and flipping channels. Uh-huh. Uh, and you just got to watch whatever the fuck was actually happening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of what was happening on uh, USA, <laughs> in my memory, late in the uh, in the game before uh, certain things changed, uh, mm-hmm. was deeply weird and a lot of fun. Like, yeah. I think that's where I saw Weird Science. Oh, man. I used to watch Weird Science on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even late. It was just like 9 o'clock on Saturdays. Like, they played Weird Science. I, that That's that's what uh, 
lulled me into my mood to watch Star Trek DS9 and Voyager, which were back to back. Yeah, man. Like, I was like, oh, I just got to wait for this damn news to be over. Weird Science is over. Now I just got like 30 minutes to wait for the news to be done. And Deep Space Nine. See what mm. happens to the Dominion War this week. Nice. Yeah. Me and Matt Carroll used to like sit on the phone and, you know, talk about how Vanessa Angel was hotter than um, what's her face from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> from the Weird Science movie. Yeah. I don't remember her name now, but I just I looked it up the other day because I was talking to my still wife. Still arguable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with myself now from back then. No, nope, still uh, arguable. They, they I might were, look uh, now and go, hmm. That was, that was a, uh, that was a subset of two very pretty people. So, Oh yeah. But like, you know, now as older, I'm like, yeah, but to me as a kid back then, I'm just like looking and going like, oh man, she looks current, man. She's, you know, she looks attractive based on what I understand. Mm-hmm. But like now looking back, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. The other one, Kelly LeBrock, she was yeah. probably... She was actually probably hotter. It was just the eighties were throwing me off. Ah, uh, yeah. Now these <laughs> the, the perception part comes in waves. Yeah. So, and of course, you know, the movie had uh, what's his face? Uh, I remember his name from Agents of Shield, but I don't remember his real name. Bill Paxton. Um, oh shit! Yeah, dude. And a very young, very young Robert Downey Jr. dumping uh, a slushy on uh, on the two protagonists' heads in the mall. Jesus. About all that, yeah, man. But yeah, was I watched, Anthony I watched Hall the yeah, movie. I think or so. I, he was I the think movie? he was or the yeah. show. He was, no, he was he was the movie. Okay, the show. Where I mean, I didn't. I don't think I knew any of, either of the guys from the show. I watched the show pretty religiously, but I do not remember. Uh, yeah, anything about it at this point. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's been no. I mean, it's fine. Approximately it twenty four years. I don't feel like it actually had, and I, maybe I'm wrong. It was like five five seasons. I don't think it had uh, like a real overarching story, but it was damn entertaining week by week. Mm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Anyway, I could see that. Back this shot show? of yes, this <laughs> shot of Black Superman, Black Super, Black That's where Superman I am, is Black Superman, and uh, I feel like uh, he's just geared up, waiting to just eyeballing hate it. me for that sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a full grimace. Uh, the eyes are red and the suit is black. Yeah, did you did you see like all the people talking about this Superman is pure evil? This is not Superman. I'm like, yes, this is an out of context angry Superman. Mm. Let, did you see on Twitter how like I just like gathered all these pictures of angry Superman from being? I did. All- I did. I did. I have <laughs> a couple of them on my walls. Um, I. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous argument I've ever seen. Superman. I, I normally angry. lean into like the idea of like, oh, let's let's take let's take people's arguments seriously, and uh, this is one of those where I'm like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. That 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 like we first of all, uh, it's not unprecedented, and second, uh, we're moving in a direction here. So uh, even if you do disagree with current soups, uh, there's a whole plan. Yeah. And look, man, even the best of us are cranky when we wake up. Oh, God. I'm. And I'm this man just came back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine for myself. <laughs> to find that all his shit's being messed up by yeah. some alien invaders. No. His shit being worked. I, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. <laughs> all right. So we, we get the, you know. Where Bruce, it has to. 
Yeah, it has to. And then we get the the stinger oh, at the trailer. The, uh, yeah, the, the whole we live we live in a society exactly. where honor is a distant memory. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Batman? And it's it's the Joker in a SWAT jacket in the nightmare timeline. Mm-hmm. How, how did you feel about that, man? I have so many loves. All right, so where to start? I don't <sighs> know. Um, did you did you feel like when he did you feel like Joker sounded Irish? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. And then my wife said, why does he sound Irish? And I swear to God, every time I've heard it after it, he sounds Irish to me. But he's like, we live in a society where honor is a distant memory. Like, I, it's what I hear now. <laughs> That's what I hear now. And it cracks her up. just attenuating his, <laughs> the end of his sentences. I think and that's all a, that is. And my response was stop. But in my heart, I was just thinking like, no, it's the Joker. He could do whatever the, whatever he wants, really. I mean, Joker changes from time, from day, from day to day. I mean, you know, no one's explaining why he's got this. He doesn't have the tattoos anymore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right. So, all right. I, I think that's, I think that's a, all right. <laughs> Did I just ruin Restarting it Starting again. <laughs> that's just. The way he was phrasing himself, I I didn't I didn't think that was weird or off putting or particularly Irish in particular. Uh, I feel like that was just how he was phrasing himself these days. And if we're looking back into how, uh, and by the way, help me out with this: is it Leto or Leto? Leto. Leto. Uh, sorry, it's been a minute, and I knew something was off for me, and it's uh, I couldn't remember I say, how that. I say his name every week on the show. Yeah, it's um, every <laughs> it time has, I think it has not been a minute. <laughs> every time I think his name should be L E T T O for it to be Leto, but <laughs> your excuses fail. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're on board. Yeah, I, I I didn't think that sounded strange to me. Uh, but I, I could accept that. I mean, I guess. <laughs> overall, no. Yeah. Just overall, no. Is, yeah, is I my didn't take. hear it until she said it. And now that's all I hear. And no, even I'm then, easily just, swayed. No. Like, even then, he, 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 like, he's very deliberate about his phrasing, but it, it's not, it's not weird. It's not un American as far as the dialect. Right. Well, I don't want her want it to sound like my wife was going. What's that accent he's got? That's an American. <laughs> because that's not what she was doing at all. No, your <laughs> wife would be more specific about where it came from, which is what she yeah. did. I just don't <laughs> think that. I I I don't agree on this one. Fair enough. I mean, that's I would rather hear that. <laughs> I don't want her to be right. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Also, not in this situation, uh, I don't. His arrival in this uh, trail. But by the way, did you see this? Uh, like that? Uh, I don't know who who put it th- who put it together. But it's just it must be sixty different reaction, like uh, reaction takes to this trailer. Uh huh. And um, like hilariously, there's just Jody in the top left corner corner <laughs> corner. Uh huh. Um, it just. Looking like a still frame the entire time, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just it's just a it's I forget how they phrased uh, the the description of it, but yeah, it's 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 just every take on top of each other so much so that like when they even when they've synced up the audio of the uh, the dialogue that's 
narrating the mm. the trailer. They, it, it still sounds a little devilish because you can't sync it up so precisely. Yeah. And the major reaction is when Leto turns his head. Mm-hmm. Like just isn't that right, Batman? Is just the the major turning point for a lot of people for this trailer. Hmm. In a positive way or a negative way? Oh no, and a super just like the audio blew out. <laughs> gotcha. It was it was it was enthusiastic. Okay. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of reaction videos. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll 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 have to look at that. I'm 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 interested to see that now. All right. Well, we have uh, we have finished the first page of thirteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get on with it. So we're there. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, uh, the Snyder Cut's going to have ten minutes of intermission. Mm-hmm. If it's ever in theaters, Snyder said uh, he was telling t- uh, the uh, I guess it's I Minutemen or just the Minutemen. I don't know. Um, says it's four hours of picture and then the credits. I think it goes over, uh, it does go over four hours by a few minutes, but that's, you know, because of the titles, because there's a lot of people that worked on the movie. If ever the movie is ever to be viewed in a cinema, we have a 10 minute intermission, which is built into the movie. It has like a beautiful suite of music. So that adds an extra 10 minutes to the movie. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever been to a movie that had an intermission. There was a re-release of um, Gone with the Wind at some point. I mean, I remember watching Gone with the Wind on VHS and it started an intermission and then you had to take out the tape and put in another tape. <laughs> no, I mean, but built in like that. Yeah. Yeah. That I went to an actual theater to watch Gone with the Wind at some point. Okay. And there was an intermission. I did not remember how long that was. Fair enough. Uh, so um, Alvero on Vero says to Zach... Will we see jokes like Bruce telling Arthur, uh, I hear you talk to fish, or have you wiped them out now? And Snyder just said, not a lot of jokes. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like that's going to be there. You don't think so? I actually liked that joke. It wasn't a bad joke. It felt very Batman the Animated Series to me. Yeah. Uh, the Justice's Grey Edition is coming. Zach has said that uh, he's working on a Justice's Grey Edition. It's going to be the black and white version. We we already knew this. He, he already said he was he really wanted to put out a black and white version of it. Yeah. Um. And now he's actually put out stills of it and said that he's working on it. And um, that's exciting. I I'm interested to see a black and white version. I'll watch however many damn versions he puts out. Yeah. Um, he's working on. It. But then again, I you know I love the the black and white version of Logan. Like I bought that Blu-ray with both. <laughs> it's like oh, it looks so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good shot. I mean, th- there were a lot of good shots from that black and white. Yes. Uh, no, he was telling the Minutemen, part of the reason I really wanted to do the scene between Batman and Joker in the nightmare sequence was mm-hmm. because I felt like this universe, it was important to me that Batman and Joker have a scene together. Um, he says the Batman versus Joker conflict is central to the universe. He says it seemed odd to me or a shame that we haven't seen them together. And frankly, it was a conflict that I had planned for the nightmare sequence. I was excited to get the opportunity to do it to have a little taste of it. So I thought it was important for fans to see their Batman and this cinematic universe's Joker come into some small conflict. Uh, yeah, I agree. That was one of the things that like, I've just been like, man, I would have loved to have seen those guys together. Cause we never really did. Um, no, I, so. I agree that it's valuable and I appreciate it. I just, uh, seems like he took advantage of a moment where it may not be that consequential, but 
him taking advantage of that moment was that was a really good call. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, very grateful. Whatever happens, yeah, I'll be very interested to see what this is. On the same show, he said, "The reality is, as far as I know, there's no interest and or appetite to do more of these movies from Warner Brothers with me anyway." But I didn't think making this, finishing this film correctly would ever happen. But I did do my best to, as far as the creation of Justice League, those different personalities being brought together, that idea, that's what this movie is about. Mm -hmm. There is a suggestion, of course, in the film, as there would be within any of these movies of a larger universe that's still out there. Um, And to me, this sounds like he's reiterating, look, this is not in the bag. You guys have to fight for this. You have to make sure this is a success because AT&T is they interest they like money (laughs) money will guide this period uh if if you know hamada and emmerich can go you know take a piss off a bridge (laughs) if this thing does well hbo max is gonna make more yeah so i think that's uh really uh i mean i think that's the implication here and uh you know kevin smith said uh in in response to you know that that article that said it was a cul-de-sac Kevin Smith had said, I happen to know that the ending that he's got for the Snyder cut is very not a cul-de-sac. <laughs> it take, he said, it takes it to a weird neighborhood, but it's not a cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've, we've saw, you saw those pictures of Leto's Joker that they released before the trailer with him sitting in that hallway. Yep. Yeah. L- looks fantastic. I, I, I don't love care the idea that that's the Arkham prison model. Mm-hmm. Ah, so good. Like, and uh, hey, let's just lay, uh, you know, a hundred yards of con, like concrete. Mm-hmm. Before <laughs> that's that sounds right. And uh, yeah, like Zach was asked about the tattoo, the missing tattoos, and he just said, "I would say that there's been some water under the bridge. Who knows what happened? I don't know if he's wearing makeup. I don't know what's happening. It's hard to say exactly." <laughs> it's like <laughs> the creator's version of I didn't like him. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't fit what I was doing, but you know I've seen some people like bitch fits about David it, Ayer. But. Like he he specifically the face tattoos. He in the last couple months has been like, yeah, it's, that wasn't my best choice. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, I you know I don't know. I uh, if we're you know I've seen a lot of people be like, whoa, what, what could have happened? What could have happened? Oh, I'm like, I don't know. What could have? Maybe he uh, he cut his own face off. Maybe uh. <laughs> Maybe he cut his own face off and then fell into a freaking Lazarus pit fighting to the death of Batman and then grew another one because yeah. that's never been done in DC comics before. <laughs> like, uh, I really like this. Uh, Zach was talking about the differences between the blue suit and the black suit. And he says the black suit, you could say that in modern Krypton when he left, everyone was wearing black suits. So it's sort of linked to, in some ways, the old world. Uh, I think it's a more direct relationship to his family. In a lot of ways, the blue suit to me represents his place on Earth. The blue suit is his suit of a hero, the suit of his destiny, whereas the black suit is more personal in a lot of ways, more about his family. One is outward, one is inward. And I think that those things, the expression of that could be, well, let's put it this way. It was always my intention with the larger arc of the movies to realize that more completely, but I think you get a sense of it here. Yeah, I like that. I dig it. Um, <laughs> now, uh, the, the Snyder cut is going to be released March 18th on HBO max in the U S and on Crave in Canada. 
and it's going to be available on HBO Go territories in Asia and on HBO services in Europe, across the Nordics, Central Europe, Spain, and Portugal. And um, it is going to launch in Latin America later in 2021 on HBO Max. And, um, you know, because there's a lot, there's been a lot of conversation about how it's not releasing internationally. And Zach said, uh, all of this is out of my hands. Sadly, I I wish I was in charge of, of that as well. I'm unfortunately not. And so there has been not amazing work done with the distribution of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he says, I don't know why that is. I honestly couldn't put my finger on it. I don't want to seem like there's some sort of conspiracy out there. I don't think so. I think part of the problem is no one saw the movie coming. I think that the normal window or the normal way people in Hollywood distribute movies is they understand when the movie gets made that it's going to have to be distributed and they have a two-year window to figure that all out. The problem is this happened in six months, came to life, and it's caught everyone off guard. And I think, and also the demand has caught everyone off guard. Mm -hmm. I do believe that even when the movie was sort of greenlit, the Snyder Cut version was greenlit, I don't know that there was a sense of urgency or an understanding of the worldwide demand that would be required of distribution and the studio and everyone to satisfy. So, uh, yeah, everybody wants it. Yeah. Except for some sad guys on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) You you could argue for sure that they had that information. That people wanted it. Yeah. So you think it's a conspiracy. You think he's being nice. It's a conspiracy. Just, uh, you could argue that that part was out there. Sounds conspiratorial to me. Nope. Sounds like Jason with a tinfoil hat to me. I'm not saying I don't agree with it. I think <laughs> Snyder's being right. I, I think he's being nice. I think he's saying like, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy, but you know. <clears throat> I feel like conspiracy wasn't necessarily the right word. <laughs> I, I feel like what, you, what he could have said was, um, I'm not saying that there were certain people that were uh, roadblocks. Less than enthusiastic. <laughs> to... <laughs> Getting out this vision and that mm-hmm. in retrospect, there were plenty of people that would have been happy to see this vision. I'm just saying that turns out having gone forward the way we have, there's plenty of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, according to Snyder, the reason uh, <laughs> Swanwick turns into Martian Manhunter for this, he says, mm-hmm. uh, I think that Martian Manhunter is an example of like, it may be Superman. And frankly, the rest of the Justice League's example of fighting for what they believe might be part of the reason we're sort of seeing Martian Manhunter out in his true form at this point. Uh, he says, uh, you know, the threat of Darkseid is pretty great. Not to say that Earth wasn't in peril before, but this one feels like you can't watch it burn anymore. <laughs> yeah, that sense alone that there's a an instigating moment where he's like, mm, I can't just lay back anymore. Oh, yeah, that's so good. And isn't there like, did you see the, that Harry Lennox, the guy playing Swanwick? said uh, that justice would be done when uh, the fans campaigned and achieved a a standalone Martian Manhunter movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right. I'll take it. I'm in. Yep. Um, So I I don't want to get too deep into this because a lot of it has nothing to do with DC. But, uh, you know, Ray is still – Ray Fisher still wants an apology. He says Walter Hamada still owes an apology to the participants of the Justice League investigation – that part is very much DC related. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then like Charisma Carpenter from Buffy and Angel, uh, she was Cordelia, came out mm-hmm. and had many words to say about Joss Whedon. And pretty much that entire cast is now turned on Whedon. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Not kind this of week. Gotcha. No, no. Uh, the most damning thing. <laughs> Everything was just like, you know, the the Whedon, you know, fan base mm-hmm. who are still defending him. We're just like, oh, yeah, he's an asshole. Yep. He just sounds like a dick. Yep. He just. And then like Michelle Trachtenberg came out and says, I wasn't allowed to be alone in a room with him. <laughs> and everybody went, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a moment of silence for our fandom. <laughs> I, I can't stress this enough. If a choice that uh, Gal made 25 years later matches the choice that a, what, 13, 14-year-old mm-hmm. made on the same set with the same personnel, if they're on the same page about uh, the abusiveness of that personality, God, God damn it, we've got to fucking give it a second and take that fucking seriously. Yeah, which I mean, I'm taking it seriously for a while now. I, since Ray started speaking out, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> if, you know, if you were uh, in any way thinking, well, let's just give it a minute. Yeah, this should be the moment where you're like, mm, OK, let me go to the other side and let's let's really investigate it. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be, you know, misogynistic and a cheating bastard. But for a little girl, a to, set of problems, but for a little girl to not to actually have it put in where they can't. He, yeah, no, that's not good. That's a whole, that's a different level. It's not a good look. That and is a different level. For it to be happening 20 something years later where uh, people don't want to be in the same room with you as the director. It's not, it's not, it's not good. Yep. And uh, after all that, Ray Fisher <laughs> today said, there's only one reason that I haven't been sued by Joss Whedon, to- Toby Emmerich, Jeff Johns, John Berg, or Walter Hamada. Mm-hmm. They know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> 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 yeah they would have that stopped me in my tracks if i was wrong that's true though i mean if they if they you know there, there would be a real investigation if they like actually did anything like legal people would get involved like it would be messy and, yeah i mean ooh, you, you could argue that out. like oh he's just moving so fast that the legal process hasn't caught up but uh, nah, these high-powered how, Hollywood so-and-sos can throw out a cease and desist real the hell quick. Yeah, that's not how these things actually work. Mm. Yeah, they they would have shut him the absolute fuck up if uh, <laughs> if there wasn't something. Like, at this point, the, the prolonged nature of the matter. Mm-hmm. Man, I hate to say that, like, evidence of a thing is evidence of itself, but shit. Shit. <laughs> it don't look good, man. It don't look good. <laughs> uh, Matthew Salvatore wants to know, how do you think Batman's Dark Knight Returns tank factors into the film? I've been trying to think when and where it could show up, and I'm drawing a blank. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't either. I, I really don't. Mm, I honestly I, don't. Um, I want to say kind of in the like the last third. I'm, I, I'm not trying to make like a third act thing here. It, yeah. This, this film will go way beyond uh acts but i'm gonna say in the <laughs> last part because it it seems like something that he would bring to the final fight it does yeah i don't know i have no idea like i at this point like the the tank was such a surprise to me that i don't feel like i have an adequate amount of information anymore no no you shouldn't that's a good thing that is a good thing like I keep seeing people on on our social media and stuff be like, I don't want any more. The trailers are ruining the movie. I don't think they are, buddy. I don't think they are. No, <laughs> we've seen we've seen like two and a half minutes, three three minutes I mean, of four maybe hours, four minutes, maybe <laughs> maybe of a four hour. No, I think we're good. There's plenty. <laughs> I think we're good. 
Um, so much left to uh, so. to uncover. And I hate it. I hate not being able to answer uh, Matthew's question, but I just don't know. I don't either. I, I again, I want to say maybe in the uh, the last, uh, let's say, quarter of the movie. Mm-hmm. But shit, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know about that. More importantly, I I'm just really pumped that it's there. Mm-hmm. That's fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Like to see that in live film. And to see it attached to, like, Batfleck, of all things, it just, that's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fuck. It, like, it's um, it's a blessed moment. Yes. Uh, Pud333 says, over on Twitter, mm-hmm. do you think Snyder is angling for a sequel uh, <laughs> once yes. th- this one is a success? Yes. He says, <laughs> it feels like it to me. Uh, we're getting a to be continued without it actually saying it. Um, yeah. Now I had asked for questions, thoughts, and demands. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he also offered us a thought. I'm going to have a tasty beer tonight Mm -hmm. and a demand answer my question or else I I say it's answered. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I mean, restore the Snyderverse. I think we are, we're all pretty on, we're on the same page here. I think, uh, yeah, let's, let's see the, the end of this. And even if you don't want to see the rest of this, you should be angling for this. And hoping for it, because if they don't do it, we're never going to hear the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) These people don't give up. Yeah, there's that. It it is a a rabid, voracious fan base. And Mm -hmm. I mean that in all the best ways. The like this is the the fight has been there the entire time. And Mm -hmm. I feel like you either get this or you don't. And as as the production company, you're making a very serious choice right now. Mm-hmm. Like you either do this thing to the best of your ability or you accept that uh, you will be hounded until uh, the day your career ends and then past that, past the days that you've erased and scrubbed your social media. Yeah. And you know, because that's um, where we are. I have felt this way from time to time, yeah. a lot of the time, but you know, it, yes, it's aggravating that, you know, you can't, put out a tweet about an actor who was in a bunch of your movies dying without people screaming, release the Snyder cut. Oh, that's yeah. obnoxious. No, that, that's obnoxious. Yeah. But it did get the job done and you're running a business and that's capitalism supply and demand. Yeah. So, I mean, if you know that there's a demand. Yeah. I mean, demand <laughs> is not going to be well coordinated and uh, tactful. It, it will often be sloppy. And, uh, you know, yep. some of this response has for sure been sloppy and, um, uh, honestly at times, uh, fucking terrible. Offensive. Yeah. But strange, <laughs> yeah. but again, but, it got the job done. And if you know, the overwhelming, uh, majority of the people who were involved are not part of that, like little subset I'm talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's largely just been a very passionate fan base uh, looking for a thing. And uh, I get that. And yeah. uh, not giving it to them at this point is it's not like it's not like they're uh, not a major studio and couldn't just make another decision. It's, it's right. As uh, I'm sure this guy understands, it's a business decision. Like it, it made more sense to do it than not. Period. Mm-hmm. And as long as we keep it in that ballpark, that's our best chance of making this uh, be a thing going forward. Yeah. Like, watch it. Watch the fuck out of it. Watch the fuck out of it again. Watch it again just in case. And then keep it on repeat in the background after that. Yeah. Do all of that the, you know, the weekend of 318 and, and going forward. Yeah. Let the numbers be what they are. And then keep the social media engagement high. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the things that we can actually do and have control over. And then that's 
that's kind of our best shot. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it does, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're not going to like bully them into making it happen. We're going to, it's, it's, I mean, make it make sense what's for them gonna happen too, though. But yeah, it has to be, it has to make sense for them economically. You don't have to be an asshole about it. Just no. Yeah. We're not and, boycott be, this or that is not the way yeah. to go. Be a nice, relentless person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> relentlessly nicely ask them yes yeah uh, it, be persistent and polite and that is generally the way to get things done with another human in general oh, i'll throw this in for eli hernandez um <laughs> you remember the the simpsons where where bill clinton shows up to talk to lisa at their house and marge is like why would the president of the united states come here to do this and he's like well if you complain enough things happen <laughs> <laughs> and she goes that's a pretty crappy lesson and he says, hey, I'm a pretty crappy president. And that's like the end of the episode. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> the least inspiring and yet truest model that we've seen in some time. And they played saxophone together, right? Uh, probably. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um <laughs> Anyway, um, bu- 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 um, let's see. Zach 1983 over on Twitter says, if Snyder's cut is an unquestioned success, would you want Warner Brothers to reconnect the Snyderverse to the, uh, to the new upcoming films? Bonus, after this, would you hope the WB gives their directors more control of their movies? Um, if it's an unquestioned success, I am way more interested in Snyder being able to finish what he wanted to. And uh, everything else is secondary. I want Snyder to be able to finish his thing. Uh, of course, I want the the Affleck Deathstroke movie, if if that's in the cards in any way. Yeah. Uh, anything Snyder wants to do, and if they, it's like um, I think I talk about it later, but um, you know, David Sandberg has said. He's never talked to Snyder. He's never met Snyder. No one ever came to him and said, "Hey, this is in canon," or "Hey, this isn't in canon." You know, he answered a question, people asking him if he's like, oh, how much involvement does Snyder have? And he's like, I've never spoken to, Sp- to, Sn- to Snyder. I decided it'd be cool if this movie existed in, in that universe, but also had DC Comics toys. Right. <laughs> he was like, I've never talked to Snyder. No one ever. He said no one ever came to him and said this was canon. So, you know, I, I if a director and I guess this answers the bonus question. I think if uh, the creators involved want it to be a part of the theatrical Justice League, let them do that. If they, if they want it to be in the Snyderverse, let them do that. Um, if they want it to be a separate thing, let them do that. And yeah, I mean, you know, I was having this conversation over on the Stranded Panda chat, uh, I think earlier this week, where I was, you know, look, if the thing about it is, is like, I used to be more into the notion of, yes, let's do, let's, let's do it like Marvel, where everything you know, connects and moves up to a bigger story, but you know, you don't get to, who cares? Like you don't like (laughs) dark side, you know, and I've seen people on, on online complaining about dark side. They're wasting dark side here. They're wasting dark side. He's their big Thanos. You're looking at it wrong. Dark side showed up and like what season at the end of season one or two of, of Superman, the animated series, you know how many more times that dude showed up? Like every time they needed a two parter, dark side shows up. Yeah. There's plenty more there. He's always got another anti-life plan. He's always going to do something where he controls Superman. He's always like Superman went to apocalypse and beat the shit out of him. 
like felled him in front of all of his minions and they helped him up and said, come our Lord dark side. And he's like, see, I told you they're, they're my slaves. Like it doesn't matter. You can beat me. They'll just help me up. Yeah. And it was like one of the most emotionally daunting situations for Superman. It was a greater blow to Superman than, than any physical punch. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Realizing he broke his, his own uh, sense of morality and found only that, there was no meritocracy there. It was obedience that won. And day. yeah, and that's, it was just unquestioned loyalty. That's skull breaking for him. Yeah. So also, like, it, the question is limited by the idea that Darkseid is the greatest big bad of the DC universe. Yeah, there are bigger bads. Oh, no. There, yeah, there are so many other, <laughs> so many other people to go into. <laughs> Two words, anti-monitor. <laughs> that doesn't even include the last couple of years where the anti-monitor no. was just a, a, a facet of some of the last things that Scott Snyder put in place. Yeah, I mean, in a universe where Batman shows up and puts a bullet in Darkseid. Yeah. <laughs> like, at this point, we're at a point in the DC universe as it currently exists where the the anti-monitor is i mean uh, he he's just a part of what yeah. mattered when the source wall was still intact and by mm-hmm. the way that shit ain't so anymore oh i know it'd be gone yeah so you know there's a lot of like you could always create a bigger bad whether it be dark side or you know somebody completely different yeah um just because you did dark side here doesn't mean you couldn't have a, another solo superman movie and do imperiax or another yeah. Justice League movie and do Imperiax or, yeah. you know, God, there's, there's just so many people you could do so many things you could do in this universe. Uh, you could do a crisis on infinite earth. Another one. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, right now, what are they doing? They're building a multiverse. So and we're just all obvious people. Who, like you, hmm? it's not like you can't bring in, uh, you know, fate or uh, like, and, and by the way, Dr. Fate is his own bad guy when he wants to be, or when mm-hmm. the situation calls for it. And just then like Tony got, Stark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you've got the entire Lords of Chaos to to reign against him if it comes down to, or or you know, fuck, we we've got Spectre, which uh, you know, bless his heart, was on our side, I guess, for most of the Golden Age. But no, yeah. you fucking kidding me? That's a bad and, man. And also the bigger the bigger power set doesn't necessarily equal the the better the better villain. You know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, Joker proves that I think yes, uh, no beyond powers. any refutation. He's got nothing other than the fact that he likes to be a, a you know, a stick in your crawl. But what a stick. Yeah. What a <laughs> fucking monkey wrench. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I just think that that's sort of a, I get it, but it's also a silly argument to, to be upset about dark side appearing here. And they're to wasting it on their like fourth Blowing movie. your load here is, is uh, a problem, <laughs> is a deep misunderstanding of how this universe works. Or of how it, storytelling works, really. so much more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, storytelling in general, but... I mean, this is even all fiction. They can come up with whatever they want. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they they could just hold uh-huh. off something. And that'd yeah. be fine. As long as they give it a good story, that's cool. But it, especially within the confines of DC, saying like, well, you did DC, you've blown your whole load. I, I don't think you've read enough DC. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mighty load to, to blow. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, he's fucking dark side, but mm, we're not at the end of this rope, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, there's a lot of avenues, a lot of places to go and I'm down for, for all of it, whatever they want to do. Uh, Giuseppe says, do you think we'll get any dialogue from Granny Goodness in the film? I personally don't have a preference, uh, of whether we yeah, do. Yeah, I could go either way. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm honestly, I'm happy just seeing her. If she says something about her furies, I'll be like, <laughs> if she says, <laughs> if we get a scene with her, I like most of them except that one I lost. Yeah, you know, Barda. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if like one of her furies is Barda and she's got like they've got Scott Free tortured and Barda just gives like Scott a flirtatious smile, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. All of that would just be yes. fucking ambrosia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just roll it up. You know yep. what to do. Stick it mm. in my dick hole. I, I was gonna say smoke it, but uh, yeah, that that too. Sure. Um. <laughs> all right, Joe Forno says, "What is Jason's favorite episode of Shining Time Station? And can he sing the theme song on air?" No and no. Fair enough. He also says, what is your favorite I, I shot mean, of the trailer? Just, <laughs> I just literally do not remember a single episode. Yeah. Nor do I remember no. the, uh, the, the trailer or the, the song. Right. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I eschewed that shit with a vengeance when I was a kid. I, I remember seeing him, the, the visions, uh, just the, the, the overall picture of uh, Ringo and that yeah. format. But I remember being confused because I would like kind of wander through and my, one of my little sister, like my youngest sister was watching it. And I'd be like, oh, is that George Carlin or Ringo this time? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot it was George Carlin too. Yeah. And then like, you know, finally he'd pop up and I'd kind of, oh, there he is. Oh, okay, it's Ringo. Or, oh, it's George. Cool. Mm. Who are these people? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't, I, I was the baby. So I, I, what I was watching was, you know, the Paramount to uh the what is the kid watching discussion yeah i have no recollection of that like i i vaguely remember a, a bill cosby show around the same time that was uh something that i watched more regularly than that and i don't i, I honestly don't think i remember watching that very about, much at all you talking about fat albert now it wasn't fat albert it wasn't like the cartoon it was an actual show where he was trying to like teach things oh well, i mean there was like a they would have like a teachable moment live action was it just thing interstitials? with a yeah it was like before and after the show yeah okay that makes sense uh, and then it'd be fat albert okay that makes sense <laughs> yeah, okay cool I, I, I felt like i was like two or three now you place the pill into the bottle no <laughs> no bill no I, i'm sure he tried to sell me pudding pops or something i <laughs> don't recall <laughs> but i i will try to record a cover of the song for patreon oh god all right uh, <laughs> in Joe honor says, of Ringo, I think that would be kind of fun. All right. Well, you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you just have like every curse word in the book at the end in honor of George. Oh, I'm going to defile this song. <laughs> Joe says, what is your favorite shot of the trailer? And what are you happy we didn't see and disappointed that we did see? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure we're going to detail, but I, that, that that's relevant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, Happy we didn't see the entire film disclosed in trailer two like some other products. Mm-hmm. I'm also happy we got to see a little bit of stuff. Yeah. Look, man, I don't know. I, I, the, 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 the image that comes to my mind the most, which I'll say is my favorite because mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, is that great silhouette of, uh, that, of, um, the profile silhouette of Batfleck against the nightmare backdrop. Um, right about the time where he says, I had a dream. That's um, pretty good. I think that's probably just like, because I don't really, like I enjoy great action shots, but my main thing is just like, I love really beautiful imagery mm-hmm. and just like really great cinematography. Honestly, like I can't replicate it. Right. Wish I could. I, you know, 
And I've tried, man. Oh man. I don't, I can't, I can't figure out lighting. I can't figure like, <laughs> composition and lighting. I got nothing. I don't know how these people are doing it. It's like, seriously, like I can kind of draw, you know, I can draw. Okay. I'm pretty good sometimes on a good day when my hands are doing what I want them to do. But, uh, you know, uh, it's a funny I don't know. Caveat. It makes sense. You know, how some days, you know, you go to get like your pills or something and you, you just, you're dropping them all and you're just like, what is happening? No. Yeah. De- dexterity is not a guarantee in a given morning. Yeah, no. So uh, there are times where I'm like, I give it a shot. I'm like, I can't draw shit today. Mm. (laughs) But like, that's just like, anytime I pick up any kind of camera, like I can get some good images if I stand there for a minute and try really hard. (laughs) But (laughs) I I don't, I, I, once you factor in motion, I'm just like, nah, (laughs) I don't think so. We're done here. Which, you know, I, I do think I'm at least better than you on that. Oh, for sure. Because like, you know, when we when we used to shoot stuff for YouTube, like I'd hand you the camera. And then when I, I went to go edit, I was just like, what was he shooting? The actual fuck happened here. Yeah. What? It's just like shaky. Oh, I saw a piece of my eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, bad. you know, but you know music. So it all evens out. <laughs> You're good musically. I don't. It was a whole different side. Irrelevant to what we were actually trying to do that I was failing at. <laughs> I'm just saying you're not bad at everything. You're good at a lot of shit. You're just, I, can, I can put a soundtrack yeah. behind something. Sure. Yeah. You're just, you know, I don't know. It just, I don't know what it, happened. It, it, it was a, uh, a, a giant blank area and anything I was capable of doing. <laughs> um, so anyway, yep. Uh, I disappointed that we did see nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Um, disappointed that we didn't see. I want, I want to see a green lantern. Oh, there's there. If if there's a Green Lantern to be had, I want to see it. And it's it it they're being a little bit shady and close to the vest about how that may or may not happen. As far as mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you said, what I did see, great. I you know while we're talking about it, I also get uh, a little bit of the disappointment that the actual trailer was not just completely new and the you know the one. Uh, Three days out, two days out, tomorrow uh, right. teasers. Yeah, I, 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 I can get behind you on that. Like, like the rest of us, you probably watched the teasers <laughs> several times. Yep. Leading up, and a lot of that was footage you saw again. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, please remember, also, it's the first trailer, so yeah, let's give it a second. We don't really have any. Well, to get to the answer to the question, we don't really have any idea about the story so far. Yeah. We we have a rough idea that there's an invasion mm-hmm. by Steppenwolf and Dork and Darkside Dorkside, um, <laughs> as he was known to his classmates in uh, second grade. Right. You don't you don't become that kind of a villain without if being, you were popular in school. Yeah, without being bullied in elementary school, of course. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that poor bastard was pantsed every day. That's why he wears that skirt. <laughs> I mean. He changed in gym class and, and they took his regular clothes from him. So he mm-hmm. uh, he went to uh, third period English and uh, in underwear. We know that for yeah. a fact. They used to pants him and say, look, there's Ook's ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we showed the whole class's dark side. Oh, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> no, not a popular kid growing up. No, no. He has that Clear, skin condition. He clearly found his groove <laughs> growing up. 
<laughs> he looks like he used a lot of clear cell. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. Really dry skin now. That's probably what the helmet's doing is some sort of like <laughs> electron <laughs> convulsive treatment for the uh, skin condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And speaking <sighs> of which, uh, Granny Desaad Goodness- was just his little friend in the audiovisual club. I was thinking that he, he feels like him. a fucking rat, doesn't he? And uh, <laughs> Granny Goodness has like this uh, gym teacher feel to her, right? I was gonna say she was like the weir- the one weird English teacher that like related to all the nerd kids. No, no, no. I think he, I I I feel like she was just a uh, like a bully of a gym teacher before, and she That'll finally uh, like he he finally got bigger than her, and and uh, you know the power relationship changed, uh-huh. and uh, you know. It, she didn't at she, at no point was she a decent person. Right. No. Yeah. The whole time. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we are too pleased with ourselves most of the time, I find. Just imagining a bullied dark side is, is, is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, they seem terrible. That was my point. <laughs> let's, let's move on, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple of bits for Batman v Superman here. Um, now, uh, Zach was just talking about the uh, the Martha moment. He says, clearly, I'm a fan of and am very interested in how Martha, that concept is central to the film. I mean, it's 100% the linchpin that holds the entire movie together. I think it's indicative of the way that Batman v Superman was received, that its central tenet was sort of belittled and made fun of. I personally think it is like this beautiful, incredibly symmetrical idea that it completely finishes it as a concept. Uh, it all is 100% with intent and intention to be all the images that you see as far as their inspiration and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> sometimes I feel like Snyder kind of like trails off into former stoner sentences, but uh, I'm here for it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, I, I'm certain there's a lot of cinematic references that we have as well as classical and Citizen Kane certainly would be among the things that we would and do look at as uh, iconographic benchmarks that people would be able to link to, into as a way to help with a secondary storyline. That is to say that the images exist here, but the images they evoke are deeper. It's like every image that you see, and we endeavored carefully, that each image that you could take a dive on and find, whether it be a cinematic reference or whether it be mythological or historical, we really try and support the movies in that way as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I I love a lot of that. It's And, and the shots are fantastic. <sighs> I mean, the performances are fantastic. It's just that even now, Having probably watched that scene 25 times, uh-huh. it's still just, it's a little bit awkward. It's awkward, but I, I really like it. I, I like so much about it. I like, I like that it, I like that it points it out. I like that uh, it's a humanizing moment for uh, Batman to conceive of Superman that way. All that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that the one line, every time I watch it, I think, man, I just, mm, I don't know, is... Every time he says, like, they're, they're going to kill Martha. It, I have, to this day, 36 years in, never referred to my mom in, at, like as her actual name. You absolutely have. In, like... Several times. To me. Okay. In you have... Uh, Mitzi came over yesterday. <laughs> you, like, I, I was talking to Mitzi the other day. Like, you constantly do that with me. You, every time you talked about your mom, you, you mentioned her by name. Okay. All right. But that's very specific <laughs> to our relationship. Because we had the one 
weird as fuck moment where we were doing a little bit of improv <laughs> and you named a doll Mincy. And now I think it's funny <laughs> to refer to her that way. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. That was, if you care about that, guys, we, we did an improv web series called Hey Guy where, where we play two old guys. And I had this little stuffed dog, not knowing at all that Jason's mom's name was Mitzi. <laughs> to my point, it had never been brought up before. Had never been brought up. We had, I, you know, just no idea. And uh, I named this ratty little <laughs> stuffed dog Mitzi. Mm-hmm. And Jason just looks at me and like, <laughs> Mitzi, huh, guy? <laughs> And I didn't think anything about it, but then like later on, he told me, and I was like, "Oh God!" And you see it on your face. Yeah, you you could see it on his face. He's like, "If my parents watch this, they're gonna think I'm saying <laughs> something about them." I, like I I kept going, but it was it was there. And <laughs> yeah, you did. You yes handed the shit out of it. <laughs> but <laughs> I had no idea. But uh, past that, I um, I never. I don't know. I, I thought it was fun to refer to her as that to you, but I would not do that in in general. I don't know. I hadn't done that before <laughs> that moment. I, I'm quite certain, and again, to the point of the story, that at any point in our relationship before that, I had referred to my mother as my mother. I I don't even know if you had mentioned that you had parents at that point. Like For all I know, you had been hatched in a wood. and when i say mother i don't mean mom weirdly i refer to my mother as mother mother (laughs) come here mother yeah mother may i have an audience with you (laughs) shall we have a talk about this mother um but you know during the pasadena director's cuts panel snyder Mm -hmm. said uh chris terrio and i we did reach that point in the movie in our discussions we knew how to get them to fight but how do you get them to stop fighting? That's a tough one. And we sort of were just throwing down on their humanity. And Batman realizes Superman has humanity. He's not just a creature. He's a man. He's an alien. But he is as human as, in a lot of ways, he's more uh, more human than Batman. He sort of embraced all the good parts of the human race. And Batman's able to sort of see, in a lot of ways, a thing that he is not. And I think that was how we started to talk about it. So that's how they came to the Martha moment. Like, and maybe there is like a little bit in there where like, it's just like to maybe there was something else they could have thrown in or added something, taken away something. Yeah. Do look, if I mean, he had I, said I can like, Monday morning, money, money morning quarterback at all I want, but yeah, the, if he had the, said Martha, Martha can't, they're going to kill Martha. Yeah. If he had done that, that would have been like, Oh cool. He has an actual like first and last name to go by. But it, it, even my points aside about how that's my mom, uh, just the the moment itself and the the humanizing factor of that, I've never questioned the validity of that. It's it, I have some execution problems, but but you know that's not what everybody complains about. The thing they complain about is the fact that oh, our moms have the same name. We're best friends now, which well, is I, not what happens in that scene. It's not. Um, it, it's it, like it's definitely not. It's it's more that uh, Bruce has. A bit of a come to Jesus about, um, which is funny thinking about Superman being involved, but a uh, bit of a come to <laughs> Jesus about whole. Uh, a bit of a come to Kal-El, if yeah, you will. A bit of a come to Cal <laughs> about how he's just othered the absolute fuck out of this person and uh, hasn't actually considered him as a real person and, and all that. And mm-hmm. look, it, what is it, like 
30 minutes later in the film, uh, well, maybe 30 minutes real time, but uh, something along that in the film, uh, they, they're fighting side by side. Like there's, again, it's like two sentences that I take issue with here. It's not Mm -hmm. the overall point. I think the overall point is a really good one. And I love the idea that somebody finally pointed out that it was, it was two Marthas. Like that, Mm -hmm. that was worth pointing out. It's just, it's just the one line and how it was really done and a little bit of back and forth. Yeah. Uh, so Snyder says for BVS, the IMAX remaster, it is coming to Blu-ray and 4k. He says he just approved the blue rocks, uh, the blue rocks, the Blu-ray box the other day. And, uh, so it'll, it'll be there. And, um, he says, I have to confirm now, but for sure we've been talking about the releases meant to, especially for the special edition to replace the one that was kind of messed up a little bit. The Blu-ray I think was okay. The 4k was messed up. I remember watching it on Apple movies or wherever it was or somewhere and going, wait, what? That's not correct. The reds were all blocked up. It was really weird. And I, you know, do you remember when all this happened? When Mm -hmm. everyone was like, they're trying to marbleize BBS. They're changing the colors. Mm -hmm. that yeah that that came out uh, back in 2016 when it was released um over to wonder woman 1984 the uh the 4k blu-ray and exclusive still book uh is up for uh pre-order i think here and uh says um you can um god my brain i just completely lost my place here (laughs) uh you can now get the 1999 rental on sites like prime video Mm -hmm. um and you can get the, the they have a Best Buy uh, steelbook that looks fantastic um, for $39.99. It looks amazing. I will not be purchasing that edition. Uh, I don't even know when I'll purchase it. I will eventually get it, but um, it ain't going to be for that price. I don't pay that kind of money for, for that movie. But I, um, <laughs> I saw the uh, sleeving on it, and yeah, it, it looked pretty good. It looks great, but uh, yeah, both versions are going to be uh, out March 30th. Nice. So um, the special features, they've got an HDR presentation of the film, Dolby uh, Atmos audio track, Wonder, uh, the making of Wonder Woman 84, Expanding the Wonder, Gallon, Kristen, Friends Forever. They've got something called Small But Mighty. Uh, they've got a scene study, The Open Road, scene study, The Mall. Uh, Gal and Chrissy having fun, meet the Amazons, black gold infomercial, gag reel. They got a bunch of stuff. Uh, some kind of retro remix. So, um, yeah, for yeah. fans of that film, there you go. It's, it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just, I just talked about all that uh, with uh, David uh, Sandberg saying that uh, he's never met or talked to Snyder. So, <laughs> we'll just move right along. <laughs> I really feel like those two should get in a room for a minute. I think something glorious would happen. Something might, yeah. Something might. Um, new Gods is still happening, by the mm-hmm. way. Just wanna, don't really have any news, but uh, you know they have said that they're still doing it. So, you know, ever since this Dark Side stuff showed up with uh, Justice League, uh, everybody's like, "Oh, it's not happening." No, it is. Shut up. <laughs> I I want to say it was a week ago or maybe two weeks ago. Um, Tom King posted something on Twitter about I've been doing some Hollywood kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's, if you're no, a writer, even, you you get asked to do things, yes. and they don't always amount but to anything or are connected you, with anything. But even more than that, they have actively said that they're still working on that. So yeah, they like have. this week they said that. Yeah. Uh, but it was like nothing we didn't already know. So 
I just felt like I should mention it because every time anything new gods comes out or anytime Ava DuVernay or, or Tom King work on any damn thing other than it, people are like, Oh, I can't believe new gods. It's not stop. Yeah. God. Anyway, still in the uh, works. We're going to pop over to a, we're going to pop over to a break and we come back. We've got a little TV news and we'll wrap her up. All right, we're back. And, uh, We've got HBO content chief Casey Bloys was talking to the rap. <laughs> Says, uh, well, they're, they're talking about the Batmans uh, getting their TV spinoff, Suicide Squad getting their Peacemaker spinoff. And uh, he says, uh, they won't be reserving characters for TV or movies anymore. He says, uh, Matt Reeves is absolutely a producer. On Gotham City PD, we don't want to reserve characters just for films or for TV. There should be kind of some fluidity between them. So that is the idea. I mean, we're Mm -hmm. in very early stages on that. So I don't want to suggest that any one character will be. But yes, that is, generally speaking, that is the idea, that there will be crossover. Uh, The first show up for HBO Max for DC will be Peacemaker with John Cena. That'll be a good example of what Max can do with DC, producing at a more highly elevated level, probably more like the movies than what CW was doing. But one of the things I would say about DC overall is Anne Sarnoff, a big goal for her is to really organize and coordinate the DC offering. In the past, you know, with the CW, DC would run on the CW, Uh, Warner Brothers would do films, but there wasn't a lot of overlap or coordination. And a big thing going forward for Warner Media and DC specifically is having everybody involved in DC talking so that a show on Max is aware of a movie and is aware of a CW show. They're all kind of working in concert so that there's nobody overlapping. There's no stories that don't make sense as a result of that. So they've been trying very hard to kind of get that going. I thought that was interesting language. In some yeah. ways, it sounds like they- I like where heads at. In some ways, it sounds like they're trying to coordinate a multiverse proper. In other ways, it sounds like they're trying to make it make sure that there's no overlap in characters and stories. So I'm a little, I'm a little well, iffy. It, to me, it sounded like they were trying to make sure that there's really not like a contradiction, but they're trying to make mm-hmm. the overall universe make sense. Yeah, hopefully that all that all pans out in a positive way. I, I'm really rooting for her on this, man. I mean, mm-hmm. ugh. if and uh, if, if Warner Brothers needed a Kickstarter. I wouldn't contribute because I'm not an idiot, but right. <laughs> I would help write the copy. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Peacemaker is expected to premiere in January of 2022. That's better than I thought. Yeah. Um, let's see. Over to Black Lightning. Uh, the showrunner says they're trying to get Wayne Brady back mm-hmm. for the final season. And uh, he also says that they are bringing in a character called Ishmael. And, and uh, he says Ishmael is a new character that we're going to see, and he's from the comics. If you're not familiar with Ishmael, the character uh, was a man kidnapped and put into a program to uh, create a personal army of metahumans. He gained superpowers as a result, and um, he has the ability to leech the power of other metahumans. And then in the comics, when the experiments... Uh, you know, kind of failed and then he died. He started to die, you know, Ra's al Ghul threw him in a Lazarus pit and gave him functional immortality. Mm. So, yeah, that could be interesting. I doubt they'll have Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> oh, Lazarus they pit. They'll just have had him overgross on uh, green light. I think it's called. 
Yeah. Yeah. At some point and uh, unlock that ability. Mm. Just a guess. Um, yeah, maybe. Or I mean, everybody like they. they I don't, last time I heard, they don't. They hadn't really. The last I watched, they hadn't uh, really gotten into all that. Uh, you know, bringing people back from the dead stuff. They haven't gotten into that yet. Uh, Stu Little wants to know if Jefferson Pierce can throw people with his lightning and he can shoot it out of his eyes. Does that mean he ha- he potentially has yeet vision? <laughs> I, I'm not laughing <laughs> because I am <laughs> because I'm struck by how funny that is. <laughs> That's fantastic. And more uh-huh. so, I, I would love to see it happen. And uh, Jefferson just say something like "eat motherfucker" when <laughs> when the guy hit the ground, you know, <laughs> some thirty yards away. Uh, yep. Unironically, by the That's way, bad. just "eat motherfucker." <laughs> now, what's weird is uh, Akil says that the Painkiller Show is going to get a, a backdoor pilot in episode seven of Black Lightning. Right. And um, he says if it goes to series, if it gets picked up you'll probably see the Pierce sisters there, which is interesting because the actress who plays Jen has said she's leaving the show. She was going to leave the show either way. And she seemed very anti-Hollywood in that video she, she posted. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really understand. I mean, did they, what, what, what have they, what have they done to make mm-hmm. her? I, I don't know. That's weird. If she's, if she's going to be on, on painkiller, that's, that's an odd thing. Yeah. If so. Yeah. Um, Wonder Girl not moving forward. Yeah. Uh, I was good with this, honestly. Like, I was good with it happening. I was, I'm good with it not. Uh, Dalen Rodriguez, the uh, the producer, said, uh, sad news for all those asking. Wonder Girl is not getting picked up at the CW. I was very proud of the script I wrote. Wish I could have shared the world I created, but unfortunately, it was not meant to be. Thanks for everyone's enthusiasm. And, um, you know, we shared this on, on Twitter and, uh, I think it was, uh, Randy said, you know, and yet they picked up Batwoman for another season. And the fact that I've seen that cinnamon a lot, honestly. And the fact of the matter is Wonder Girl had a single script for a pilot mm-hmm. and we don't know how expensive it was going to be, but we know Wonder Girl, Yara Floor, she has power. She has Amazonian powers. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're going to need Themyscira involved. Uh, eh. you know, she's so far in the uh, comics. Eh, maybe. I mean, she's the daughter of an Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river God. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some powers and some possibly exotic locations involved, but at the very least, well, what right you're now, looking she's at spent, in the book, she has spent a lot of time in, you know, just well, they're doing, straight up yeah. in Hades. So, yeah, well, but they're doing future state and all that stuff right now. I mean, yeah. I doubt so they where be, she landed later. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the the other big thing though is that there aren't any sets for this in this COVID world. They would have to spend a lot of they would have to spend a lot of money on sets. They would have to spend you know money and time finding a cast. They don't have a cast. Yeah. Like they, as far as we can tell, for whatever reason, they didn't like the script. But, w- but with Batwoman, they have sets. They have a cast, and yes, it's already been renewed. They've they've, they've got everyone in place that they need. And also, there's this uh, Ava DuVernay's Naomi is mm-hmm. getting a pilot order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ava DuVernay has a big exclusive deal with Warner Brothers. She's going to take precedent. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're and, already know, paying her. <laughs> they are already paying out the ass for Ava. Uh, and uh, so she's going to be working with Arrow writer and co-executive producer Jill Blankenship on the mm-hmm. show. And um, 
that that character Naomi was created by Michael, uh, sorry, Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker and Jamal Campbell, and uh, it's an interesting character. She uh, she comes from an alternate Earth that uh, was nearly destroyed by all the uh, ecological abuse, and that's why the ozone layer crumbles, and as a result, radiation leaks into the Earth's surface and turns people into some superpowered beings. And then, like the whole idea though is that she's like. On this earth, they sent her this, to this earth to get away, and there are, like, lethal beings coming to kill her, and she's got to, like, go back into her adoption and figure out who she was and who she came from and, you know, what winds up running with Justice League people, you know, at the end of the day. As one but, does. Uh, as one does. So, you know, they're going to give it to Ava. <laughs> I mean, in the event that these things can be called either or like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the one just being a little tighter that has a slightly bigger profile right now might win. Yeah. I think they're just being, they're also just being really picky with what they're doing now because of how hard it is to produce anything in this COVID society. Yeah. I think that's the major part is they all shoot in Vancouver. Uh, the restrictions are very particular and, uh, man, it's just, it's, you can't just, you can't just send a hundred people up there to film a pilot right now. Yeah. It's not that straightforward. Yeah. We're going to lose a couple things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, one, one last thing we got here. One last little piece of feedback mm-hmm. or a question from Stu Little. Mm-hmm. Which DC property that's never had an animated series would you like to see get one? I mean, properties as in people or He, he left it open. Oh, I guess overall. Because deceased. Okay. For sure. Like my top pick for something that should be animated and I think would adapt really well to the animated format is deceased. Cool. I have my pick. What you got? I want, uh, <laughs> I want a Harley Quinn's animated series style, uh, version of justice league international mm. from the eighties with guy Gardner with blue and gold, uh, yeah, I want I want uh, Giffen and Demadius back to, to oversee of it. Blue and gold, also a good pick. I want a very '80s adult Justice League International series that's funny as shit. Yeah, I like it. That's what I want. I like it. <laughs> it's one of it's, among comic fans. It's one of like the most heralded runs, but like normal people don't know it. Like people who watch <laughs> DC shows and don't read the comics, they don't even know what the hell that is. The, yeah. the Justice League is like Batman, Wonder Woman. So, no, they don't. They don't know about like you know blue and gray Batman punching out Guy Gardner or you know Martian Manhunter eating <laughs> Oreos. You know, like <laughs> so mm. that's what I'd want. Yeah, that's solid. Uh, that's all I've got. Do you, do you have anything? Yep, I'm out. Cool, man. Uh, we're going to take off for the night, and um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. And some Zack Snyder hashtags on your Twitter. And your fingers in some hollowed out pickle. Oh, that was last week. Mm. Oh, <laughs>Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv.